Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. (gasps) Nerd Debate 5 live. There we go. Boom. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>it was a long time ago or maybe it was it's a long time from now maybe it's the, it's the far far past the far distant future or possibly a long time in the past i i get them confused i time is more like a a giant ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah like what what does time really matter and when you're talking about the vast uh, distances of time required for a story like this. Uh, does it matter if it was the distant past or the far future? Are they the same thing? Is time a giant circle? Yeah. I mean, you know, time and relative dimension and space. That's that's all I have to say. Uh, so with that, uh, I also have to say hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I am your host, Michael Fight, And I am Caleb Space Coy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're continuing on with Caleb's birth month, yeah. Uh, which, uh, which is exciting, because um, your birthday is what two, three weeks from now. What today is, now? is the, today is the eleventh. I say today is different for us than it is for the listener. Yeah. yeah. So your birthday is two weeks and one day from today. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes motherfucker. Yes. Fifteen days. 15 days, bitches. It's very and exciting. October um, has not let us down yet. We're, we're three episodes in, two episodes and a bonus. Yeah. No, it's been it's been a good it's been a good one. I actually I, I'm not gonna lie, uh this one was pretty wild, but I really like this movie. It like, was a fucking ride. It was a fucking <laughs> ride. And I, I'm not gonna lie, like this actually almost like spawned me. I like searched them up on Amazon. I was like, well, maybe I wanna buy the comic books now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, this is a really cool fucking story. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, if you haven't noticed it, we're uh, talking this week about Harlock Space Pirate, uh, and not, also known okay. as uh, Space Captain Pirate, Space Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Yeah. Something. That, so, that's the thing. So, it's not Harlock the Space Pirate, and it's not the Space Pirate Harlock. It's just Harlock Space Pirate. Space Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. So, so Harlock Space Pirate is... Uh, it's a that tr- would be his, his business cards. His like business card. Harlock. Yes. Space Hi. Pirate. Hello, Harlock Space Pirate. Nice to it's, meet that's you. That's what's yeah. on his LinkedIn profile. It's on his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, his, his space LinkedIn profile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what sort of qualities do you have? Uh, well, I'm comprised of 90% dark matter. Uh, I am immortal. Um, I have a scar on my face uh, across my eye, but it's completely mm-hmm. unrelated to the story of how I lost my eye. 
just pure coincidence that they both happen to happen at the same time in the same place. Not related at all. <laughs> Very amazing story. Uh, but yeah, so Harlock Space Pirate is an animated movie, but it is not, I, I don't consider this anime. No. Well, it's, it's anime-jacent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what I did there? I, I did um, see it. I was well aware. It's yeah. the, the, the 3D, like, somewhat realistic animation uh, thing from, like, the Final Fantasy movies. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not really much of a comparison, but, like, the uh, the Polar Express, like, that kind of right. very uh, intentionally realistic 3D animated, but animated nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but based off of a manga series. Yeah, a long running one too, um, yeah. because there there are many stories about uh, about Harlock, and and we kind of learn um, a little bit about Harlock and how the the title, I guess, the title of Harlock uh, is. So we're, we're we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but uh, but I, I mean, the plot of this is kind of it. Like the plot of the the actual manga is kind of interesting because it's basically like um, it's kind of Battlestar Galactica ish. Yeah, ish, ish. Yeah, it's, I think we should get the set condition one, uh, folks. By the way, nightshiftradio.com/shows. You can hear all about set condition one in our Battlestar Galactica fan cast, which follows the 2004 sci-fi series episode by episode from the eyes of a newcomer. Well done. Very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit Battlestar Galactica, a little bit Foundation esque. Uh, yeah. Little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Little any story that has to do with humans uh, in space. I mean, it's humans also in space. space. Uh, Stargate. It's also very Stargate-ish, right? You're very Stargate-ish. I mean, that's it's true. I I've been called James Spader on many an occasion. Um, <laughs> like, oh my god, is that actor and director James Spader? And I'm like, no, I, we just. We just get, don't look alike, but I get that a lot. I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a common mistake. You'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so the, the plot is, you know, humans did a thing on Earth and it became a theocracy and then uh, it became like overcapitalist theocracy and a bunch of people were like, well, that's fucking dumb. And so this one dude was like, no, that's extra fucking dumb. You're killing the planet. You became a theocracy. Now I'm going to kill all the global elites. And uh, I mean, I'm still on his side. Yeah. They were like, he's a bad guy. And I'm like, but is, is he? he though? But is he though? <laughs> because <laughs> Just because it, it seems to me like he's got a point. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I'm not even like. A, well, kind of. I'm like this is this is like saying like is spaghetti good? Yeah, of course spaghetti's good. You know, it's like this isn't a debatable thing. Anyways, um, there was there was yeah. also a, a TV series based on the manga. Um, oh. Also, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Space Captain Captain Harlock. <laughs> Captain Captain. Uh, like now, like I, I, yeah, I also kind of want to check out the, the yeah. these other forms of, of media. Uh, different plot, almost entirely, uh, like than, than this movie. Uh, which, having like no reference, no background from the franchise at all, I actually kind of appreciated. Uh, that they they did something different with this, where maybe maybe if I was an existing fan, uh, I might have been upset. I don't know. I don't right. know. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the the thing about so if anybody is is fans of of uh, game series like Mass Effect or like Bioshock or anything like that, um, or specifically Mass Effect, uh, I would say this one the the other series, the manga and the other anime is probably more akin to like the alien fucking you're probably used to. Um, whereas this one was very more human on human uh, love interest, uh, let's say. But the other one, uh, when I was reading up on it, they were like, yeah, he screws the green alien thing and he screws this other alien thing. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking dope. I want to see dope alien sex. Why am I watching this instead? So it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> I mean, I guess... Since you, you put it out there, uh, not really much of a content warning. There is no alien fucking. There is no human fucking. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, like mild cartoon nudity as a cartoon character is in a shower. It, it's the most random fucking scene. 
we see a woman in a shower, and she's not even like a main character. So it's like even weirder because like she's she's kind of I mean she's really just like a side character. It I mean it sets her up like she's going to be someone's main love interest, and like she has she has a part. She is not unimportant yeah, to the story, but like that scene kind of was. Yeah, I mean, the scene definitely, you know, to your point, like, the scene definitely made it seem like she was going to be special in some way. Like, they were, they were like, introduce, like reintroducing her to be like, and now let's hear this bitch's story. And you're going to be like, oh, cool, she's going to do something cool. And she does something cool. She, she's naked and showering, and she jumps and does, like, a flip in the air. And conveniently, the bubbles just cover all of her parts. It's very random. I don't, maybe that's space showering. I don't know. <laughs> And then the have scene, you ever like, showered in space? I've never showered in space. I, I mean, I don't know. That could be accurate. I can't, I can't say that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and then that scene ends, and you just don't see her again for like twenty minutes, and you're like, oh well, that was fucking random, but cool. I think you were just trying to show off how well you could animate a butt. Um, so kudos. I mean, yeah, like, they did good. They, it was it was a it was a well done animated butt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did lots of animated <laughs> squats. Um, you know, which... <laughs> you just see the animator squatting while trying. So, uh, which brings me to a point I want to talk about in terms of space and space movies. So Battlestar <laughs> Caleb is doing squats. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see Caleb doing on squats. If you are not watching on YouTube, fucking watch on YouTube so you can see Caleb doing squats. <laughs> It's fantastic. I don't, I don't know that that's a selling point. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's people are probably like, I'm deleting my YouTube app right now. Actually, <laughs> how googling how to delete YouTube account? <laughs> they just lost all interest of YouTube. It's a site you should watch. So my so my thing about space space movies and and especially you know things like Battlestar Galactica, like this, I mean like Star Wars and all that stuff. The problem is, is that I would say roughly 98% of the world's population only knows space and thinks of space in how it's seen and portrayed in, in sci-fi movies. So That's I would fair. say, as, as an example, spaceships flying through space, if I were to like tell, if I were to just pick a random person off the street that just conveniently was not like an astrophysicist or something and be like, how do spaceships fly through space? They'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's a big ship, and then there's the rocket in the back that, you know, sets out the fire and propels it forward. And and that would be their understanding of space. Mm -hmm. But that's not actually accurate because you can't, there's no oxygen in space, so you can't ignite a flame. It doesn't work that way. It's used by propelling energy and like air like airflow you know like uh, battlestar actually does a really good job about this battlestar galactica does a very good job with the raptor pilots uh viper pilots Raptors. viper i mean vipers. both but the the vipers are the more maneuverable fighters in fact the yeah. vipers are uh for those of you who have listened to second edition one you know that uh, we've gone off on this in the past uh the vipers are the example of how you would actually maneuver in space where there is no up or down or forwards or backwards uh, yeah and so like we see them maneuvering, uh, sometimes, quote-unquote, flying upside down, sometimes just, like, turning on a dime or flipping upside down uh, because, like, what's to stop them? Right. I mean, what is to stop them? Not friction. Not friction gravity. fucked right off in, in, in <laughs> space. Friction exists in space, and I was like, you know what, dude? I'm just getting straight bad vibes here. I'm gonna bounce. Peace. Feeling a lot of tension. I feel like I just feel like I'm really not not like welcome here. So <laughs> I'm gonna take my molecules and go. Um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know how friction works. I'm not a fucking astrophysicist. Um, <laughs> very actual real science. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. I mean that's kind of the thing. But I mean I have to say that if we get to the point where we are all living in space. Holy fuck, do I want to drive the haunted space rocket thing? <laughs> yes. It's the coolest fucking thing ever. Oh my god, it's so cool. Uh-huh. So it's, I mean, uh, obviously it's it's a sci-fi action animated adventure movie. Um, so you kind of have to to throw all uh, doubt to the wind 
to begin with. I think suspension of disbelief, just you have to start there. Uh, so that said, like you have to apply a significant amount of suspension of disbelief to this movie as it just kind of makes shit up as it goes. But yeah. fucking massive haunted uh, self-healing star cruiser with a dark matter drive and like endless energy laser uh, cannons. Like fuck yeah. Plus it's Sign driven by an actual fucking wheel, like a pirate ship wheel. It's mm-hmm. driven. The spaceship is driven by a pirate ship fucking wheel. That is the coolest shit ever. And it's central computer, uh, potentially contains the essence of a human uh, and the dark matter engine is controlled by a, the last of her species. Like, I don't like plant elf niffling. Yeah. She's some sort of spriggan. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. It's amazing. Ah, Fucking cool. And so she has the eyes that, that blink like one way and then the other. And it always reminds me of that scene in men in black when he was like, and then the suspect uh, blinked uh, two two eyelids. You mean blinked twice? No, sir. I mean blinked one set, then a completely different set. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does the blink one way, blink the other. It was cool. I don't know. She was cool. But uh, beside the fact that um, her her outfit is one, she has a thong painted on her skin tight armor with an arrow that just points directly to her vagina. Okay. Or where the human vagina would be. She's an alien. It could be in her face for all I know. I don't know. So we also mentioned briefly the uh, the character of Kay, who was the one who was uh, portrayed as, as showering uh, throughout most of this film when she's not wearing like a um, heavy like mech suit or like some sort of battle armor, uh, has a full body suit that covers every inch of her, yet somehow still manages to convey the image of uh, a corset and thong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> spot on. <laughs> I fucking, I don't know, whatever, dude. But I, I, all I'm saying is there should have been more alien fucking. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this, this movie needed at least 50% more <laughs> alien fucking. At least 50% more alien fucking. Like, I saw the Neefling thing, and I was like, here we go, dude. It's going to get fucking creepy, and nothing. It was nope. kind of disappointing. But... Uh, so Harlock the space pilot. So so what? You, I mean, so we talked about like people live off on Earth. So what exactly is what is this movie about, Caleb? What what is it? What is the general plot? Well, the uh, the general idea is that uh, somewhere in the far distant future or uh, way back in the past, uh, <laughs> humanity has discovered faster than light technology and has decided to uh, colonize the stars uh, in one of uh, one of my favorite sci fi uh, concepts. That we uh, we go out amongst the uh, the galaxy uh, and basically, uh, yeah, basically just uh, find habitable planets just everywhere. They're just they're fucking left and right habitable planets. Uh, everywhere you fucking turn, <laughs> everywhere you look, here's a planet. There's a planet, uh, and so the, uh, they 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 colonize all these planets, but uh, they they. The colonies start to uh, slowly fail one by one as uh, you know, either people find them to be not particularly habitable or uh, something goes wrong uh, in the uh, in the comics in the the manga. It is apparently a a sense of ennui that uh, uh, that infects the people who are they, they just kind of give up uh, or also there's um, invasions by uh, hostile uh, hostile life forces. Uh, which we don't really see in this one. In fact, they actually make a point of saying that humanity, uh, after spreading out amongst the galaxy, essentially determines that they're alone, uh, which I think is the way that they're trying to set up this sense of uh, hopelessness, this kind of sense of being lost and adrift. Uh, and so like the only other uh, colonies that we actually see, one's completely failed. There's, there's no human life on it anymore, mm-hmm. uh, just the, uh, the local fauna. Uh, and then and a dope um, fucking little tree unicorn thing. Yes. Whatever the fuck um, that was, it was cool. And then the only other one we see is basically like uh, an Old West saloon town, uh, but out in space somewhere. Uh, uh, fucking, it's, I mean, in my opinion, that's just a Cowboy Bebop uh, reference. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Which maybe. they uh, they began filming uh, again last week. So hopefully we'll get that live action Cowboy Bebop movie soon. Get it. 
Get it. Get it. Get it. Don't stop. So get this it. film was directed by Shinji Aramaki, uh, who um, is is most known, I guess, for for directing the Appleseed anime, um, a few Ghosts in the sh- uh, Ghosts in the Shells, uh, the new Ultraman series, which is on Netflix, which is actually pretty cool. Oh, neat. Um, uh, but uh, I think most notably for Caleb, the two Starship Troopers animated movies. Fuck this yes. is the same director who did those. <laughs> so it's pretty uh, good. So that's that, uh, that um, Traitor of, of Mars and Invader uh, is the other one. Or Invasion. Yeah. I was uh, I was thinking how the uh, the mech suits that they wear uh, mostly in, in battle and in like boarding other ships and whatnot uh, – remind me of a crossover between like the marauder armor and the uh was it bioshock that had the like the bioshock giant... with the big yeah yeah, and the, yeah that's 100 percent bioshock yeah <laughs> yeah so which brought me to the to the thing about this movie is that um this movie looks it looks really cool the the um facial animation is probably the worst part like the the people themselves are probably the worst animated things in this film they don't there's not a lot of expressions on their face they sometimes move very kind of weird and and you know they don't move like natural or like how you would see something now granted this film was made uh seven to eight years ago seven or eight years ago not 78 years ago yeah 2013 um, yep and uh um but it kind of looked this whole film kind of felt like it was if you were just to like cut out the gameplay of 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 a video game and just only strung together the cinematics like that's what this that's what this movie felt like it was just the cinematics of a really fucking cool like space themed you know like a mass effect or something like that like if this is mass effect you just cut out all the gameplay and just left in only the cinematics that's what it felt like i mean i do love modern cinematics and how they tend yeah. to be this caliber uh like it's it's really really fascinating. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like this definitely reminded me uh, of like a Mass Effect or like a Destiny um, like cutscenes. Like that's that's what it felt like. And um, it was. I mean, it's cool. Like I dig it. And as I said, you know, the the uh, facial expressions and stuff is probably the the worst animation of it. But even that, it's still not terrible. Um, but I would say the one thing that was probably the most. Uh, or the two things to me that stood out the most in terms of the animation was one, the textures of everything. Holy shit, was everything mm-hmm. so fucking good looking. Like, mm-hmm. like you could see creases in people's jackets. Like, like all of the clothes had texture to them and it looked yeah. natural and good. But like the uh, above the like quote unquote corset part of Kay's uh, armor was like all knit. So it yeah, looked like she had like like a, a, knit a turtleneck turtle. sweater and like you could see the like stitching in it and like, yeah, it's really detailed. It was, yeah, it was really, really cool. And like Harlock's cape is, uh, is like very leathery and you can kind of see the little, you know, the, the things you see, the little whatever's on, on that, um, which was really good. And then the other thing was, uh, the, the actual pirate ship itself, the, the haunted ship, every time it Arcadia. came into orbit, Oh my god! It was so. There was like either be like a billow of smoke and like lightning, and then it would just like the because it has like a skull front oh to it, kind god. of like a battering ram, and it would it push so through badass. it every fucking time. I was like, "This is so fucking cool!" So it's so cool. One of the most important things that any like space travel, sci-fi epic, whatnot has to establish is how do people travel amongst yeah. the stars and you know throughout the galaxy throughout however far they're able to go and we do establish that this society the civilization has uh faster than light tech and we see that in action uh, as the um the like the gaia federation the like the kind of the military of the uh the series uh as they use what they call their instep Technology where in is capitalized and it's like hyphenated in step, so presumably that stands for something. Although I don't have the backstory to know for sure. Some stands uh, for something spacey. But we see them almost like like dissolve into like a laser light and like zip off into the you know into the the the, the ether, uh, and mm-hmm. it's really cool. And it's this like every time. Yeah, it's this really interesting f- effect where, like, you know, sometimes you'll see the just like boom disappears. Sometimes the ships will stretch, like in, in various uh, sci-fi uh, TV shows and movies and whatnot. You'll see different variations on this, but in this, they like dissolve into light. That's really cool. 
But then there's the Arcadia, which doesn't travel by a faster-than-light drive. They travel by the, like, what is it, Nifflin? Did we say that was? The, uh, the, the Nifling, yeah. It's N-I-F-L-U-N-G or something like that? Something like that, yeah. By their dark matter engine technology. And they uh, dissolve and reappear into this, like, black smoky cloud. And it's this, ah, oh, it's the most badass thing that I think yeah. I've ever seen for space travel. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> more of a teleportation and less of like a light speed travel. There's is more of like a instant wormhole. Yeah. You know, leave here like a waypoint almost like pop here, pop to this other location. And you would imagine if it's if it's using dark matter that that's probably the intention is that they're somehow bending space uh or, or like opening up a a, a hole essentially to go instantly from one location to the other uh, rather than having to travel that distance. Yeah. Uh, which again is something that, that uh, Kitsy and I have discussed uh, in, in second edition one, uh, the, the difference between like faster than light travel versus warping space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The FTL versus the, uh, the Q snap you to wherever the fuck I want to snap you. Yeah. I love that this was shit Star so Trek, much. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's super interesting. And again, though, that's another one of those like we only know that from sci-fi TV and not mm-hmm. like realistic uh, science because it. I, I'm, I would venture to say it just pretty much doesn't exist outside of theory. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, as as of right now, there is no uh, no known way to travel faster than light or to like intentionally bend or warp space. Uh, in yeah. the you know, the sense of being able to then travel uh, vast distances in short amounts of time. Well, I mean, wormholes and like uh, Einstein Rosenbridge is like they also don't even like those are also still pretty much theory, even if it's accepted theory. Right, it is still just theory. Um, definitely, if the, any of this interests you, um, 100% check it out. There's actually some really good uh, Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson uh, podcast episodes about this very specific thing uh, with. Uh, more detailed and science terms than than we could probably muster. Um, <laughs> although Caleb did a very good job of describing it, nonetheless, uh, there's there's some stuff. So definitely check those out if you ever get a chance. Yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've been a fan of this shit like from an entertainment perspective my entire life. Yeah. But do I properly understand it? No, absolutely right. not. Right. If someone was like, you can watch uh, this episode of Star Trek when they repair the FTL drive and make it go faster, you know, their warp drive to make it go faster than warp five. Um, or, or you could read this at uh, this uh, book about physics uh, and learn how it's actually done and be like, oh, no, no, no. I'll watch Picard and Jordy figure that shit out. I don't need to read Baraka's brain or some shit. Um, I mean, you should read Brock is bringing her contact more specifically. It's a great book. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so the story. I mean, sorry, I was just okay. going to say, give me silver hard and doing math to do light speed jumps all day long. But like, I don't have to like actually do the math myself. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, the story, so this is one of those ones that's very confusing because the name of the, well, it's it's confusing up until the end, and it's probably confusing if you haven't read the, the manga, but the name of the movie is Harlock Space Pirate, and although Harlock is is the point of the movie, like Harlock is is the main figure in the movie because of of what he's looking to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we learn is, is uh, Harlock has learned about these nodes of time um, that if he basically activates all of them or, or destroys all of them, it'll kind of reset the universe Big Bang style. So basically, it'll just like implode everything and then pull Big Bang, the whole universe starts fresh again, no humans, nothing, like everything goes back to zero. Um, and so his his thing is he, he's basically been, uh, you know, he's he's as, as, uh, as far uh, radicalized as you can get in terms of like down with the system. Um, he was like down with the system, but I mean like the literal everything system, not just like, like the universe system, not just like our government, like no fuck the entire universe reset it all to zero. We've done fucked up. So that's his plan. Now the problem is, is that what we've learned is that his crew thinks that this means he's just going to like hit the reset button on 
to like a specific point in time, like back to the point when humans were just about to destroy the planets and do their thing, you know, before everybody fucked it up to kind of like start fresh. Like they're thinking more like timeline reset, think mm-hmm. like primer, like they're going to go back to 8 a.m. type deal. Good but reference. that's, uh, it was a good, if you haven't, you know, catch our primer episode, like five, four episodes ago. But that's not really what Harlock is is trying to do. He literally is trying to reset the entire uh, thing. But the thing is, is that the movie's, Harlock isn't, he's the main character, but it's, we don't follow Harlock. We actually follow Logan, whereas we learn Logan is a, uh, basically a double agent mm-hmm. who, who has been placed by the Gaia Federation, um, specifically his brother, Ezra. Um, yep. He has been placed by his brother, Ezra, into um, Captain Harlock's crew. Um, so that he can kind of get the inside scoop, you know, let him know where they're at, what their plan is, and then he can be from the inside sabotage it. So that's yeah. that's Logan's goal. But Logan is kind of wavering a little bit. Um, like, you know, we, we learn that Logan also slept with his brother's wife. Um, so that that was a thing. That's a point of contention. Um, we also learned that there was some form of explosion which caused um, not only Ezra to become paralyzed, uh, Professor X style, yeah. um, but also uh, uh, put um, his uh, Ezra's wife, uh, which I forgot what her name is. Uh, Nami? Nami, yeah. Um, uh, mommy. Mom, M-A-M-A-M-I, I think it is. Uh... Um I'm not sure, but it basically Nami. It, it, it's, Nami. It's, okay, yeah. Nami. So it ends up putting Nami into a, um, a Victor Freeze's wife style coma, but she has a interactive hologram, which was actually such a cool scene when we find that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, was very, really, it was really great, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we learned that uh, Logan. Uh, is kind of like taking after his uh, his mother. Like he he doesn't want to be involved in like being a soldier or anything like that. He wants to be a botanist. He wants to figure out how to bring uh, life to uh, Mars. Essentially, like he's raising plants and wants to figure out how to like basically uh, bring this planet back to life. Uh, and the you know the, the the flowers aren't growing properly something goes wrong and he goes to make adjustments that uh, Ezra warns him like the system can't handle this which like, he's never explained exactly why uh, all he does is essentially turn a uh, uh what is the 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 valve the yeah like a giant uh wheel valve uh, and suddenly the greenhouse explodes and uh yeah for all intents and purposes, basically kills Nami, paralyzes Ezra, and uh, leaves Logan uh, completely unharmed, physically. Physically, he's—I mean—he's very clearly emotionally scarred, he, and he is know, torn up. He's—you know—he'll do anything to make it up to his brother, uh, who sees the opportunity to manipulate the situation, uh, and says, "You know, be my legs, fight for me." Yeah, uh, Ezra's kind of a dick. I'll—I'll I'll say it. Yeah, Ezra Ezra's not a good guy. Um, you know, like I do kind of feel bad for him in all fairness Logan like slept with his wife and then almost killed her and made him paralyzed and then was like, Haha, "Peace out, homie. I'm going to go play with pirates." <laughs> you know, so like kind of fuck Logan too in this yeah. instance. But we don't know for sure that there was a physical relationship. We just know that Nami never truly loved Ezra, that she really loved Logan. Uh, and we, we know that they had uh, at least uh, an, a strong emotional connection. We can see that in the right. flashback scene. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely was. So, like, we, we also get the implication this is a very, like, common anime trope of, like, the they grew up together. Yeah. You know, they were childhood friends, and she just always holds a candle, you know, still has a flame. I don't really know that uh, that saying, so I'm just going to stop saying it. You're fine. I okay, mean, cool. Like, you, can you say enough variations. Yeah, if you'll figure it out. If you also don't know that, you're going to be like, what is he fucking talking about? Right now? A fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, so so Logan has now joined the Harlock army. Um, and, you know, it was this very uh, cool moment where they they capture a couple of people and, you know, they're like testing them and they're, they have them on the edge of a ship and they're like, what do we fight for? And one guy was like, 
I don't know, fucking parties or something, and they throw him off the ship. And then another one was like, uh, I don't know, uh, bitches, and they throw him <laughs> off the ship. And then Logan's turn and like, what do we fight for? And he's like, uh. And then just as he starts falling, for freedom! And that's when uh, Kay uh, rescues him and pulls him up, and Harlock is like, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, it flashes forward, and now we see that Logan is, is a part of the crew. He's done some training, uh, and he's he's uh, ready to go. Um, and this is when we we learn about the plan of, of Harlock is trying to basically disrupt the nodes of time, to reset the universe. Now, um, before we get into the rest of the plot and kind of dig in a little more, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will do the thing I just said we were going to do. But before we go, before. Um, before we go, not after we go, but before or during when we go, uh, did you know that we have a super dope merch store? Um, oh, did we? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. There are tons of cool things uh, that you uh, definitely are going to want to check out. So, uh, Caleb, where would you go to find that? Well, I'm just learning about this right now, but if I were going to go somewhere, I would guess that it's probably at nsrad.io slash merch, because uh, that just makes sense to me. I mean, it's just uh, very convenient. But I would guess that you could probably also find it from uh, nightshiftradio.com. I bet it would be linked from there as well. Yeah, that seems like it would make sense. I hear that nightshiftradio.com also has not only a blog with lots of different posts from all the hosts of all five, current five of our shows, you don't um, as say. well as, uh, I do say... <laughs> as well as links to for longtime listeners, that was also really fucking funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, it also has links to all of our other shows, uh, you know, our merch store, the About Us section. It's just a really great place to learn more about the Night Shift Radio uh, team. So let's go ahead and take a break. We will be right back. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod Cast: Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Hello and welcome back. So... I feel like uh, our our sponsor this week was particularly appropriate for this episode. Yeah. Um, Well, our sponsor last week. Was it last week? I think last week was our last time with that sponsor. Because I think it was only two. So the the Voices was the last one, and Stay Tuned was the first one. Oh, I've got, you know. Unless they want to extend that contract, we can negotiate. yeah, I don't know if it was in the the far future or the distant past that uh, that <laughs> happened. Uh, but uh, also, fun fact: while watching this movie, uh, Tubi served me up a, an ad for for Funimation as well. Same, yeah. So for so. for people that listened to our last uh, two Sunday episodes, uh, stay tuned and the voices, uh, you'll have noticed that we had a, a very recent sponsor of Funimation, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. And, uh, that's all we're going to say about that because they're not paying us to talk about them right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but they could be, but they could be, that's the point. Uh, again. So, um, uh, yeah, so we're back with, uh, Harlock space pirate. We've got Logan, we've got K, we've got the cool, like your typical fat pirate guy who wears the the cool like stripey shirt the very smee style yeah he was, he was just so fucking cool i love that, that dude guy. was badass he was so badass um it was uh julian oh julian yeah he's yeah. so fucking cool um now you mentioned that that logan's playing the the double agent that he you know he starts out uh, working for his brother ezra uh but then he like he you know he joins the crew and it seems like he's he's really integrating well he's really fitting in um Harlock's got him pegged right away. Like Harlock knows oh, what's up. Oh, he definitely knows uh, what up. Yeah, and, and Logan gets the thingy in his eye. Yes. Yeah. So during their first uh boarding raid, 
uh, where they are escaping the planet uh, where uh, Logan gets picked up, uh, where you know the other three don't make the cut and mm-hmm. uh, get dropped back uh, unceremoniously to the the surface of the planet from very high up. Uh, they encounter a, a guy Federation ship that tries to stop them. Uh, they do this badass thing where they just fucking ram them with, with oh, the Arcadia. Yeah. It just fucking, oh man, it was so cool. That whole, like, every space scene, like, fight scene was just fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they, they board, and, you know, they're, it, presumably their intentions are to pirate things because that's what, what as and far as we know, what they are. They're, they're space pirates. That's what uh, they do. Yeah, but Logan gets separated from the, the group and gets uh, cornered in a, uh, a cargo bay and lets down the, the face shield of his, uh, of his helmet. Uh, and uh, we see that a, uh, a Federation officer like holds this contraption up to his eye that looks like it's going to fucking like, stab him. Like, does he lose an eye? Is it like Harlock? I know, I totally eye? thought that's what it was going um, for. And then, like, shoots a laser at his retina and, like, implants something to, like, give him the ability to, like, scan and transmit the things that he sees. Uh, and that's where we learn that that he is, in fact, uh, an operative. And we get the, the flashback to uh, the Gaia Federation Council or whatever where, they're, where Ezra is convincing them of the plan that, you know, sending his brother will work. Uh, and of course, he uh, you he infiltrates the crew and whatnot. But as we said, Harlock's got him pegged, so it's it's really interesting that he would just kind of like roll with this. Like, let's see where this goes. Like, this guy's this guy's here to to put a stop to our efforts, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, when when you think about that scene uh, in the very in that scene where Harlock goes to rescue him um, when he when he drops down and he falls, like you know things are going shit. Harlock jumps down to rescue him. And we have that moment where Logan pulls the gun. I mean, Logan, that's the thing. Like, Harlock suspects it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But we get the moment right off the bat um, uh, that, you know, Logan, like, right in the beginning of the movie is like, hey, I'm here to kill you. You know, you're going to do this bad thing. I'm with the guy at Federation. He's like, yeah, bitch, I know. Like, (laughs) fucking, do you want to get off this planet or not? Like, he's like, do you want to be rescued or what? And he was like fine but this doesn't change anything and then they like get rescued but it's still he was like okay like i know oh, yeah. the whole sequence of events like they go to the this planet we mentioned earlier that was you know failed human colony there's no more human life on the planet and they're they're going to set this uh detonator this like dimensional vortex thing uh and um it k uh ask for a volunteer and uh, Logan volunteers. And she's like, nah. And Harlock's no, no, let him like, it's fine. And she's yeah. like, why did you want to come? It's like, well, it doesn't hurt to impress the captain. Right. You know, <laughs> right. the new guy. Um, <laughs> oink, oink. And she, she's skeptical, but then she's like, okay, fine. So they, they go and they, they uh, set this detonator. Well, and well Harlock do, specifically says like, everyone has to have a first time. Like, that's true. He, he even like says to her, like, let him do it. Everyone mm-hmm. has to have their first time. Yeah. And while they're setting this detonator, uh, you know, she explains to him the whole plot, so we get this understanding of what you know the the space pirates are trying to do. Um, and there's a couple of moments where it looks like he's going to possibly pull his gun on her, but he, he doesn't. Uh, and then they realize they've accidentally uh, set down not on solid ground, but on a giant space worm, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, attempting to buck them off. And you know they're they're falling, and just when it looks like. You know, they, they might, uh, you know, all hope might be lost. Uh, Logan kind of like Sparta kicks her off this platform and like, oh, fuck, he did it. He killed her. But like, no, right into the, the grasping arm of another one of these little like uh, drone ship type things that they, they fly uh, and off to safety. Uh, and that's when Harlock drops down like the, the fucking badass that he is. Just so fucking and, cool. Yeah, Logan, you know, pulls his gun on on while well, Harlock's got his back turned, like trying to free the the ship so they can fly away, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you 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 think that you know you have your mission, uh, but you need to understand who your true oppressors are. You said Great you wanted line. freedom, like learn who your true oppressors are, and then if you still want to kill me, you can try." <laughs> Which is just it's just such a great like. Everything Harlock says is just so fucking badass. Like, mm-hmm. he was such a very well-written character. Like, that makes me want to... It 100% makes me want to, like, 
read the manga, like check out the other anime because like the character of Harlock is just so I love I love the sort of like overconfident, like anti-hero type, you know, character. Like there's a there's a really great anime that I love right now um that just started only a couple weeks ago called um uh, the, uh, oh, demon, uh, the demon Academy, the tyrant King of De- demon Academy or something like that. I've completely forgotten, but whatever. Really, really cool. Um, but it's just, it, it's basically a demon Lord that gets resurrected, but, um, it, it 2000 years later, but then like the, uh, the world forgets that he was the demon Lord and they think it was someone else. So he comes back, but he's like this insanely overpowered demon. And everyone's like, you're just some random dude. And he's like, oh yeah. And then he blows up like the entire planet and then brings it back. And they're like, I don't know, man. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? But it's just, it's a really cool show. Uh, I think they're on like episode 13. Really great. Demon show. King Academy. Demon King Academy. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, so the, the Academy is, uh, the Academy is, uh, the oh. Academy is, is to like train the next demon Lord to find, like to basically hone these people. And all these people are supposedly, um, um, reincarnations of and or descendants of actual demon kings, uh, demon lords. And the goal is to like, you know, train and raise the next generation of demon lords. But this one is like the true demon lord. He got resurrected 2,000 years later. Great, great series. Um, pretty fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's currently available on Crunchyroll. Sorry, Funimation. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, definitely check it out. Anyways, um, yeah, so, so we've got our Harlock thing, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff happens in this movie that is very, like, it extends out plot points that are like, let's talk about this for 30 minutes. You really only need five minutes on it. Like this movie is almost two hours long and it could have been an hour 20 and it been fine. Yeah. Cause there's so much in this movie. That's like, this is so unnecessary. Like, and I get, and this is, this is another thing where they try to cram, you know, seven books worth of, of manga into one movie. And that's where you get all of this bloat, you know, because they're thinking, Oh, I have to tell all of this story, but they don't like, they really could have just stuck with the main plot and like jump to those points, like talk about Logan and his brother, talk about the Gaia Federation, talk about Harlock and the, and the dark energy thing and just left it at that. But there's just like a bunch of little stuff that goes on. And wandering earth was another film that did this too. Oh yeah. That we did a while back. Yep. Yep. I mean, that was also an excellent film though. Oh, that was a great movie. Yeah. But it definitely was one of those movies. that was like, you could have cut out like at least two of these plot points and nobody would have blinked an eye. Sure, sure. Yeah. Some, 100%. You know, sometimes they just try to do too much and it, it doesn't quite hit. Um, but yeah. you know what? It happens. It's, yeah. it's, it's fine. I get it. They have a story um, to tell. A cool one nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where were we? So um, Harlock uh, spares Logan. Uh, who you know doesn't end up killing Harlock, and uh, basically like you know, brings him into this this circle of trust, and they they attempt to complete their mission, and they've they've set ninety nine of the hundred uh, detonators necessary in order to uh, to set his plan into motion, and he reveals that the final uh, detonator needs to be set at, uh, and here's where he lost me a little bit. He says latitude and longitude zero. Uh, which doesn't apply in space, right? Um, but also uh, isn't like the galactic center. Like, no, it's Earth, and yeah. it's kind of weird that they would have a coordinates that that start at Earth. Uh, it's very. I mean, uh, it's very Earth centric, but at the same time, if human life started at Earth, like it's not a bad like focal point to be like. All right, this is the start of our exploration. So this is zero. Everything even, else is as one and expands forward. But I don't know. Even now, we have a very strong understanding that Earth isn't the center of anything. Right. I think I. You know, I I do agree with you, but I do understand the logic of like understanding that this was you know this is base zero base you know, and then each one they go to next and they name. Yeah, but I know. I don't know. It's still yeah. It's still not it. scientifically still accurate. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're just still wrong. You're, um, you're, I, I see where you're coming from. It's wrong. It's, it's, you know, you're coming from an incorrect place, but I, I see it. <laughs> I see it. It's right there. 
fucking wrong. Um, and uh, when they get to Earth, uh, it, a big secret is received. Re- re- revealed. Revealed. I said uh, revealed. So revealed's not a word. Zealand. New New Zealand. Um, <laughs> so the secret that's revealed is that Harlock used to be a fucking nerd. which is true actually so harlock was like this super duper like botanist fucking nerd guy he was like you know we can repopulate the planet by planting a couple of flowers and everyone's like shut up fucking nerd and uh (laughs) and then he was like "Mm, you'll regret that and then he literally blows up the planet (laughs) (laughs) So we find out that, uh, like, all along it's implied that the Gaia Federation is operating from Earth. In fact, we see a few scenes of, like, this glorious city uh, that's very, like, Trantor or Coruscant, if you're a Star Wars nerd, uh, uh, and, like, meets, like, Gondor the White City, like, this, like, towering spires and, like, be- you know, beautiful kind of, like, medieval sci-fi sort of thing. Um and that's the you know, the seat of the the Gaia Federation government, and it looks like it's in the Grand Canyon, which is kind of cool, kind of a weird place to put like a, a massive uh, city, especially on a planet that like was known to be uh, low on on you know available resources for for people. But you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not there to, to make the decisions for them. Uh, but we learn <laughs> all about the uh, uh, the homecoming war. Where like after you know humanity had spread out amongst all of these colonies, they decided you know they were. They were running out of resources on every planet, and they they just wanted to go home. They it was it was a little bit unclear as to exactly why, but like humanity wanted to come home, but there were too many of them uh, coming from too many places, and someone decided like no, you can't come. Uh, <laughs> you can't so, go home. Says, <laughs> can't go back. And so they, they they fought a whole war out of it, and then that's when the, the Gaia Federation was established, and seemingly to protect Earth and to uh, prevent people from just mass recolonizing it. Uh, but what we learn now uh, is that during the, uh, the the Homeland War or the Homecoming War, uh, it's where these uh, were they the Death Shadow. Yeah, cruisers, uh, where these massive cruisers were created, and the Arcadia being one of them. Uh, that were uh, powered by the uh, the the dark matter engines, the last uh, four of the uh, the Niffling uh, species, uh, and they were the protectors of Earth and the enforcers of the decision not to allow uh, people to recolonize. But uh, as often happens when you allow uh, corrupt and uh, wealthy and elitist people to make the decisions. They decided they were going to uh, recolonize Earth for themselves. And Harlock's like, fuck no, and blows them all up and uh, uses the dark matter engine, unleashes the dark matter, and destroys Earth. And himself in the process. And he uh, becomes an immortal space pirate, and his ship is transformed into this fucking crazy death cruiser that self-heals, oh, and so oh my god, that's where it all happens. It's so fucking cool. So you so you learn this, um, and it's very like Black Pearl. So you mentioned about um, like the, the city. I actually got a lot of Voltron vibes out of this. Yeah, yeah. Because like the Death Cruiser very much is like the what is it the Morlocks or whatever the the guys are that yeah. that's coming after Voltron, and it very much looked like the Planet Eris. Like I got a lot of those, um, a lot of those vibes from it. That's the, 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 the Voltron bad guys were the uh, Morks Morlocks. I'm pretty no, sure it was Morlocks. It's not Morlocks. That's the underground. Uh, Mutants in the X Men series, and that's also the uh, oh the Zarkon. The, yeah, uh, it's also the the mutated uh, like uh, un- subterranean humanoid species from uh, the Time Machine. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah Zarkon is uh, is the bad guys from Voltron. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool, but yeah, that, I, get, I get a lot of vibes from that. It was cool, um, but no giant mech robots. Uh, um, also, is, has it is it Toei? The animation studio? Yes, Toy Animation Studio. Yep, yeah. for this one. Yep. Voltron and, uh, and uh, Harlock. All, you know, so that, that makes sense that there would be some uh, some uh, kind of some thematic cross. and visual overlap. 
Yeah. So and actually, uh, so fun fact. So the, the budget of the film was thirty million dollars, and to this day remains the largest film budget from Toei Animation uh, ever, hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, but this this movie made more money in uh, Italy and Germany than it did in its native Japan, which is kind of also interesting. Uh, Still a, a a massive box office failure. Yeah, by by a lot. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, I mean, it made like single digit millions uh, in Japan and only like eighteen million in Italy and uh, Germany combined. Speaking of the visuals, the character visuals. You know what the what vibe I got? Hmm. The uh, all of the, like the newer Castlevania franchise. Oh, totally. Uh, animation. Yep. The like the huge, uh, like kind of stylized medieval collars and like the the clothing and like the shaggy hair covering half the face and. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but she already has an eye patch, so I don't know why the hair had to cover the eye patch as well as the. I know why. Why is that? Because we get our other big reveal that time is a giant circle, and that Logan is essentially Harlock. And if he didn't have half his face covered at all times, we would have known that right away. Right away. Yeah. So so it's kind of like a weird. Uh, Dread Pirate Roberts type deal <laughs> where Harlock, uh, um, we see the scar on there Harlock. There must always be a Harlock. There must always be a Harlock. So we see that the, Harlock has a scar that goes from his, would be his right eye to his left eye. Right, and he has a patch yes. over his right eye. Yeah. And as the film progresses, we do see how he loses his eye. Um, but later we see a moment in which uh, Logan is fighting Ezra, um, but as it finds out, as it turns out, that Logan is better than Ezra. <laughs> I've been waiting 53 minutes to oh make that God. joke. <laughs> oh, jokes are funny. Uh, but uh, 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 Ezra ends up shooting uh, Logan that kind of like goes against his eye and like blows out his right eye. Now he has both the scar and the missing eye. He meets up with uh, Harlock, who at this point has been drained of his dark matter energy, so he is no longer immortal. And he passes on the uh, eye patch to Logan to be like, "You're the new Captain Harlock." And all the crew wakes up, and the ship wakes up and heals again, and he's ready to start anew to go off and fight fight the man, which is cool. It's so badass like, it's just so fucking badass. none of it makes any goddamn sense but it doesn't matter because it's so badass because it's just so fucking cool and plus like harlock has has like a pistol mm-hmm. but he also has a sword that's also a pistol because <laughs> it's, so it's like he pulls out a sword and i'm like that's not a sword like it's just a fucking pole and then he's like he's hitting he's cutting people up with it like because all the stormtrooper looking dudes he's cutting them all up like a sword and then one day then like once he just points it at someone and just goes like bang and i'm like your sword's a gun wait sword what is totally a gun we get to see the the muzzle of it at, at some point and yeah. like it's it's totally like a a, a rifle saber saber yeah. rifle a saber rifle um it's badass yeah what like one of the things I don't like I'm not really clear on is are there like other weapons ballistic or are they like energy based or both? Yeah. I mean it seems like they're 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 built ballistic, but they feel like they're very energy based. Um and I'm sure they're probably built ballistic just based on like historically accurate. Like electric cars still look like combustible engine cars. You know, like the, the the battery is still, you know, in the trunk where the engine would, you know, like all the things still exist wherever they are, but they're electric cars. They're not combustible, you know, so it's like they're still look and feel the same, it's like but they don't have to. Yes, pretty much. And uh, yeah, there, there's that about guns in space. Um, <laughs> guns but, uh, in, in space. space. <laughs> Ugh, I want to watch the original Muppet Show now, um, but yeah. So uh, so Harlock. So what, what else? What else should we bring up about Harlock? I think that's about it. That's the movie was just good. Well, they uh, they discover that Earth is healing, and they they foil a massive uh, Gaia Federation plot to destroy the uh, the remnants of Earth to to maintain the illusion, and presumably that's now going to be. Um, 
the new Harlock, Logan Harlock's uh, right. mission is to continue to prevent the, uh, the the Federation from from covering this up and to spread the word that Earth is healing and that one day they will be able to go back. I love the fact that they uh, celebrated Earth healing by crashing their gigantic fucking rocket ship into it and then, and then blasting off out of it. Right. Just fucking creating this like miles <laughs> wide crater in the side of a planet that like is already fucked up and like flowers are starting to grow and they crash into the fucking flowers and they're like, cool, Earth healing. Fuck these flowers, dude. <laughs> All right, that was great. It's cool. It's all it's all healed, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Set the whole field on fire. See you in a, see a, in a while. Had to get a closer look, and that was the only way. That was the only way. We have to, we have to get a closer look by ramming our four mile wide ship, you know, nuclear powered ship, into it, and then <laughs> blasting off. Oh, fucking whatever, dude. It it was Amazing. animated, and it was cool. Amazing. Yeah. Good movie. So so should you watch this movie? I would watch further adventures of Harlock, Space Pirate Captain. I, in fact, am going to watch further adventures of Harlock. I, I will be searching down the anime, and I'm pretty sure I'll probably pick up the manga, because it was pretty fucking cool. Harlock himself is is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so I'm a big it was, fan. It was a fun time. Again, yeah. like it's not going to make a lot of sense. It's not supposed to. Uh, there's a ton of suspension dis- of disbelief. It's animated sci-fi. Uh, strap in and enjoy the ride. I right. say watch it. It's free on Tubi TV. Our, uh, our good friends over at TubiTV.com. Uh, you can watch for free with or without an account. Just just watch if you if you have a couple hours free. Actually, uh, it's listed runtime is like two hours, but really like fifteen minutes of that is credits. So it's about about yeah. an hour and forty five, hour and fifty or so. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, so definitely check it out. Hey, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. If you wanted to follow us on some form of social media, uh, we are available at The Nahoit Podcast on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. That's The N-H-O-I-T Podcast. Um, tweet at us, uh, you know, tag us in an Instagram trailer. If there's like, yo, you guys should watch this movie, um, tag us in it. Like, send us the YouTube link uh, via that. Um, and that would be really cool of them. But how else could they do that, Caleb? Oh, well, if you uh, visit our website, uh, you can get to us from nightshiftradio.com slash shows, as we mentioned earlier, or you can navigate directly to thenahoit.com. That's T-H-E-N-H-O-I-T.com. Uh, and of course, on that, we, uh, as always, have our schedule of upcoming episodes with links to trailers and where you can find the movies streaming if they are available. Uh, but also, we have a, a wonderful little contact form on there where uh, several people have in the past, and we hope you will in the future, uh, left us a little note with a uh, you know, comments of how we're doing on the show or, uh, you know, suggestions of what movies we should watch. Uh, we did the whole month of September last month. It was all listener suggestions and we got so many great ones that we're going to be planning another month of that sometime in the near future and, you know, keep them coming. We'll keep doing it. We will, we will watch your movies. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Hell yes, son. Uh, cool. So thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. It was a, uh, we had a good time and we will see you next week with, uh, uh, what movie are we watching next week? Oh my God. Oh my God. I have it. I have it. Uh, it is. Oh Pay yeah. the ghost. <laughs> Pay the, a, another Nick Cage film. Yes. Very excited about this one. Pay the ghost. Uh, in which, uh, Nick Cage, uh, goes to an accountant and is like, I owe all this money to a ghost. <laughs> I don't know what I should do. And he's like, just fucking pay the ghost. No, I can't do that. Sorry, I spoiled the movie for you guys. He's like, Nick, Jesus fucking Christ, just sell the goddamn Tyrannosaurus skull and pay this fucking ghost. (laughs) You know know what? Put the Declaration of Independence on eBay. Get right. back what you can out of it. Right. Hawk that shit over because you owe this ghost money. He's going he's gonna to come collect, motherfucker. You don't want to owe money to a ghost. Uh, you do not want to owe money to a ghost. Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, completely random, but one of my favorite episodes of the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! series was called Give Up the Ghost. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was such a really cool title, um, but it literally had nothing to do with the plot of the... <laughs> Like even even metaphorically, it had nothing to do with the plot of that episode. I just thought it was a really cool title. Nobody died. Nobody dies. Yeah. Hmm. No, they just. I, I don't even think he sent anyone to the shadow realm in that uh, episode. <gasps> I know. 
I know. I know. I know. So, uh, so yeah, there it is. So next week, pay the ghost. Uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe, guys, so you can get a notification whenever that episode goes live. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, we will. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.